Summit Spartans football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network is brought to you in part by The Garbage Man, Parks Motor Sales, Ten Pin Alley, Sands Fence Company, DB's Pizza, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Game Time, Right Care Clinic, Columbia and Franklin Kubota, Beck Dental Care, Holland's Pharmacy, Quick Mark Convenience Stores, Brown's Body Shop, Davis Heating and Cooling, Apex Bank, and by Jimmy Petty and NashvillePlace.com. It's time for Spartans football with Matt Rogers. Here's Mike Epley. Listening live to Summit Spartans broadcast for the first season on 101.7 FM. Thank you. Also on TriStar Sports Radio.com. Just click the link to listen. I'm Mike Epley alongside color commentator, 2001 Rhodes Bowl champ with the Washington Huskies, Matt Rogers. We are just as excited to deliver it as you are to receive it. Here in Clarksville, overcast, 71 degrees. You can't beat it. Tonight, 4-1 Spartans. We hit a three-week road trip across Tennessee this week. It's a trip to the Kentucky line for a non-region game versus the 1-2 and two Clarksville Northwest Vikings. We usually wait to the last segment to talk COVID, but Somehow this is going to lead the broadcast of what happened last week for the Spartans. It was scheduled to play Overton, but unfortunately the timing wasn't right for Davidson County Schools to have been cleared to play, but it's a COVID win for Summit. So rules that we do know, family member tests positive, a player out 14 days, a player in a particular group like a defensive line, uh, the entire group sets out for 14 days, but this way they were cleared by Mayor Cooper to play. Uh, they will be able to do that in the next week or two. But couldn't get to Summit, so now we turn our attention to bring Matt in. Uh, we did know that Linky County and Spring Hill game was canceled. There have been other games canceled. Uh, Matt, does the bye week, though, help Summit in some of those injuries they had? Yeah, I think the, the, the bye week definitely helps Summit. In terms of resting up, I think that uh, for the most part, we needed that. We needed that buy. We had a lot of kids banged up going into Franklin, and uh, it really showed towards the end of the game, which we can talk about. But this bye week, I know and I trust Coleman to do the right things in terms of resting the kids and then also trusting the kids to do the right thing. I mean, they have their eye on a state championship. Last week was a little speed bump, if you will, a hump in the road. And uh, I trust that they really use that time off to rest, to focus on the mission moving forward. And uh, as you can see tonight, we got some of those kids that we were missing two weeks ago, and they're back. So I think that week really helped uh, Summit to get the week off. This marks the sixth meeting between Clarksville Northwest and Summit. It seems like a common foe for Summit only in the tenth season. Summit's four and one overall. Take take this for a trivia. With the win last year, thirty to three, and the only loss for Summit was the inaugural season back in two thousand eleven. It was the first game ever played. Summit lost uh, to the Vikings 34-12. to I asked head coach Brian Coleman if there's a relationship between the coaching staff 
And he responded, it seems like it, but no. But they're always up for scheduling us, and sometimes it's hard to get people on our schedule. So we might want to mention for Summit, uh, playing in the Region 5, Northwest, just FYI, is 5A as well, but in Region 7. So let's take it now to the Franklin game. There were more negatives than positives to take away two weeks ago. Coach Coleman alluded to being sloppy. It was a good time for a bias, Matt mentioned. Summit uh, may come back down to earth a little bit. Destin Wade uncharacteristically threw two interceptions. The running backs need to hit the holes better. Uh, looking at film, Coach Coleman said, and the offensive line's got to sustain their blocks. They do get Mullen back, the left tackle. That's going to put Cook back to his right guard position. He liked the way the defense played but felt they got wore down against those big hog mollies of Franklin. So offensively, they couldn't score at the end either for Summit. So your take on two weeks ago versus Franklin. I'll, be, and I'll, I'll start with the positives. I thought Summit came out and did exactly what they needed to do. My big question, your big question, the fans' big question, and, of course, Coach Coleman's big question is, how are we going to match up up front against that big offensive line on defense? And I'll tell you, man, I thought Trey Hunter, you heard me scream his name two weeks ago a couple times, I thought not only did he beckon the call that night, but he really superseded and, and, and overperformed in an area where he needed to. Getting the sacks, the big plays, the tackles. I mean, he completely ate up that offensive tackle who is getting you know a D1 scholarship to basically anywhere he wants to go. So I thought that was a huge night for Trey Hunter. And then obviously another positive, you saw Destin Wade break a couple of those big ones, so you saw his potential and what he can do. So the first half, it really felt like Summit was in control. Now here's the negatives. Man, those mistakes that they made, especially right before the end of the first half, jumping off sides and having to punt instead of going in for basically fourth and inches, getting the first down, and who knows what would have happened. But I kept saying all night, the key to victory was to get up by two touchdowns, and Summit had more than enough opportunities to do that, and they failed to do so. So what happened? They kept Franklin in the game, and unfortunately at the end, they ran out of gas. And that's where injuries came into play, depth came into play, obviously conditioning comes into play. But Franklin <clears throat> wore them out. And as an offensive lineman speaking, it's exactly what you want to do. And I'm sure that's what the Franklin coaches were telling those big boys. Hey, they might beat you the first quarter. They might beat you the second quarter. They might beat you the third quarter. But going into the fourth quarter, tight game, we're going to wear them out. And like you said, Epley, we're going to be hog mollies. We're going to bury them. And that fourth quarter was all Franklin. And, you know, being on this side, it was, it was tough to see because I really think Summit could have walked away with that game. So the first four weeks, let's put this in context. Destin Wade's passing. Against Indy, 257 yards, four touchdowns. Spring Hill went out at halftime, still 238 yards and two touchdowns. Columbia, only 20 yards. Franklin, only 36 yards. Do we see a trend here? Now, we do know Wade can run. Let's talk about overall first downs. Against Indy, as a team, 28 first downs. Spring Hill, 22 first downs. Columbia, 24 first downs. Uh Uh-oh, hang on, wait. Nine versus Franklin overall as a team so you kind of get where I'm going your the trajectory here is not and Franklin may be the best team that they played overall too so I'm going to take this now to coach Coleman trying to find that running back because the leading running back has been Cotton with 18 one game it's been Kerouac with 35 yards 
Dipple did have a 93-yard game versus Columbia at week three. Kerouac, 20 yards. So, I'm going to turn this back over to Matt. Summit offense versus Northwest defense. We've seen a lot of different defenses thrown out the first couple of weeks for Northwest, but where do the Summit Spartans need to get? Well, first of all, let's just state the obvious. Tonight (laughs) should be a tune-up game for for Summit. Uh, I mean, you know, talking with with the coaches right now uh, from Northwest, uh, Clarksville Northwest, you can kind of feel it in the tone. You can kind of feel it in the atmosphere. The Vikings don't expect to win this game. They know what's coming into their house. and I mean, let's just state the obvious. So I don't expect at any point tonight is Summit going to be in trouble. I don't expect at any point tonight are we going to be like, oh, no, what's going on? Kind of like we felt at the Franklin game, like, are we really going to pull this one out? You know, and even early on in Spring Hill when we were like, eh, we don't really want to keep these guys around, but this tonight's going to be different. I don't think we're going to be in that position. Now, what does Summit need to do? They need to get Wade some help. He doesn't. He hasn't had a very strong supporting cast. I mean, you think of you know just to make an analogy, the greats. You know, Michael Jordan had Scottie Pippen. Uh, you know, LeBron James had Dwayne Wade. Kobe Bryant had Shaquille O'Neal. Wade is without his brother, and there's no one else really stepping up to help him out. I mean, you offensively, look, yes, offensively, yes. absolutely. I mean, you you look at last game. Summit rushed for about 220 yards, give or take. Wade had 195 yards. I mean, he's doing everything. Pass-wise, he completed five passes. So, one, we need to see a better supporting cast tonight for the Spartans. And, two, we need to see Summit establish a passing game. Because, as you can see, when we face Franklin, when we go into these tougher games, we can't be so one-dimensional or should I say Summit can't be so one-dimensional that if the opponent shuts down that that faucet, that avenue, that bucket, we got nothing else to go to. So we need to see some diversity in the offense tonight, and we need to see some other players step up, and we need to say some other name tonight besides Destin Wade a little bit. Defensively, 423 yards given up versus Indy in Week 1. Spring Hill, 162 total yards. Columbia, 134 total yards. And then Franklin, we talked about it two weeks ago, 364 yards of total offense. Franklin scored the highest, uh, well, second highest, I'm sorry, 27 points against um, Summit. So now we pivot to tonight's game. Northwest comes in. On their third quarterback, they're going to try to run and control the clock. And we'll probably see a lot of Richardson come in as the four-man front for Summit. But, Matt, what do you like Northwest offense and Summit's defense? Well, you know, Northwest has seven (laughs) starters out. And uh, I think six of them are on the offensive side of the ball. So, you know, how do I I say it without being too critical is you're getting more than a wounded duck tonight uh, with with Clarksville Northwest. So with that being said, I expect um, I expect Melton to kind of load the edges because we're going to see the Vikings are going to want to run a lot of stretch plays to the outside. They're going to try to run to the outside and then counter back to the inside. They don't have a quarterback that can really throw the ball. And by the way, I'm whispering for you guys listening right now because we are sitting on the Clarksville Northwest side, surrounded by a lot of our country's finest, a lot of majors, sergeants, sergeant majors. So if I talk too loud against them, 
I don't know if I'm going to get home safely, but no, honestly, I, I got to be a little bit candid about how mm-hmm. I'm speaking. So I'm, I'm just saying that for the audience at home. But with with that being said, I, I'm, I'm going to think that that Melton is going to load that edge and basically just bring the heat from the outside, really rely on those linebackers to fill up the middle. And I don't see much of a passing game coming from the Vikings tonight. And uh, yeah. Summit three and one Clarksville. I'm sorry, four and one with the COVID win. Clarksville Northwest one and two. Summit offense averages almost 31 points per game. Clarksville 16. Defensively, Summit only allows 17 points per game. Clarksville almost 31. So that's the back and forth. The injury report. Keaton Wade is out of the boot. The big time recruit, second player uh, in the state of Tennessee right now. Some on the summit have him at third. Uh, he will be back shortly, and Noah Phelps will not play as well, and John Dippo will be out. So Summit just won the toss and will receive the football. We're going to take a 30-second commercial break. When we come back, we'll have the starters and Matt's keys to the game. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Pants, white helmets, and for Clarksville Northwest, black jerseys, black pants, and a white helmet. So for the the starters, we'll get to those in just one minute, and we'll turn it over to Matt's keys to the game. Keys to the game tonight for... uh, there we go. Sorry about that. Uh, keys tonight for Summit for the victory. Don't get struck by lightning. If we can avoid any lightning or an act of God, Summit will come out of here with a victory. <laughs> Let's just state the obvious here. Um, so what, here's what we would like to see. We want to see Summit establish more of a passing game. I want to see Switzer get the rock tonight. I want to see King get the rock tonight through the air. And um, I want to see the offensive line pass pro better to get Wade comfortable so that he can sling it up and down the field. Caleb Jolly's going to play a big factor tonight. And um, I think with that being said, mix in a little Maddox Reed. Offensively, we should be just fine. Uh, You know, maybe Hunter doesn't need to warm up too much tonight. I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself. But with that being said, that's what we got to do on offense. Defensively, they're going to run a – offensively, they're going to run a big stack up front. They're going to be big and beefy up front. They're going to try to stretch to the left, stretch to the right, counter up the middle. So I don't think Melton's going to have too much of a problem doing that. And um, that's it. Stay healthy. Get a passing game going. And uh, let's go home with that dub, baby. Five and one. The ball is on the 40. Raul Melgado is the kicker for the Vikings. And back to receive for your Summit Spartans would be Wirtz and King. Let's go, And it sounds like we're in a NASCAR race right now, but we apologize. (laughs) And Brandon King is taking it at the 8, 20, 30, 30 38-yard line. So insert Dustin Wade, 6'5", 215 pounds. He's a junior quarterback. And we'll have the line... From Matt Mullen coming back off injury, their left tackle, Sam Jewell at left guard, Tyler Garber at center, 
Cooper Cook at right guard, and Ryan Smith will be on the offensive line. And so Summit is actually on the 40, and shotgun formation as they move Pierce across the line from left to right. And it will hand, and actually King will get the first carry in the backfield and go for about seven. Yeah, they ran like a little stretch play to the right side there. Good to see Matt Mullen back in action at the left tackle position. It's uh, interesting to see that uh, Clarksville came out in a four-man front. We we were expecting a little bit 3-3 stack maybe on their defense. So they'll go back and forth between the 3-3 stack, and if Summit continues to try to run, they'll put those four D linemen down front. Tanner Shake will be in at one rod receiver, also joined by Caleb Jolly. We'll get to the rest after this play as Destin Wade is pressured. He eludes the pressure, throws back across his body, and way, 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 way short, a one-hopper up to Shake, and it doesn't get there. So it's third and two on the 48. And I will say the other starter will be Zach Switzer. Yeah, big uh, number 7-7 seven, seven for the Vikings. Casey Fuau uh, playing at the D-tackle position snuck in there made wade have to roll out of the pocket and throw across his body and it didn't work out there fuel is only 290 pounds and there goes destin wade and boom the touchdown the lightning bolt has hit <laughs> and when matt looks down he could didn't see it and it was over uh yeah the uh, by the time i looked up i'm like oh i was criticizing the last play but there's destin wade for the touchdown <laughs> he uh what scampered for about uh what 50 yards there 52 yeah, for 52 wade. yards and uh you know there we go i mean that's that's the story you got the ace in the hole you got jordan behind there at playing quarterback and uh he's the man i mean what what can you not say about destin wade that we haven't said already the kid is an absolute superstar they're gonna try to run the swinging gate on the two-point conversion and it's a false start so that's going to back summit up um we might see the kicker or they could try the swinging gate basically it's taken by brady pierce i think he was the guy no it was king and he just rifled it to the left side and had some a convoy of blockers off the left side but unfortunately that didn't work so they're going to back up and try a 25 yard field goal right in the center with Ryan Crane, who's come on really strong. And what a boot. I'm telling you. Did that go through? It did. Wow, this is unbelievable. What a turnaround for this kid. He's I'm, doing well. I'm, I'm really happy for Ryan Crane, man. It has been an absolute 180 from what we saw those first couple games. I mean, he looked like he shot a, a cannon out of his foot. And that, I mean, that... That could have been a 45, 46-yard field goal, man. This kid looks really good. That's encouraging because that is one piece to the Summit offense that was really hurting, and now it looks like a strong point. Well, that took 55 seconds off the game clock in Northwest and 7-0. to We'll stay here because I do want to give you the starters on the defense uh, as Summit's going to come out to kick the ball off to the Vikings. So defensively, you'll see a lot of these same guys. In the middle, we can talk a little bit about them as while they're waiting for the kickoff team to come out. Trey Hunter, six foot, two hundred twenty-five. He's on one side. Maddox Reed, six foot five, two hundred twenty-five. He's on the other. The man in the middle, 
the the guy that they really like that gets as tough as nails uh, Jeff Jesse Brimmeyer, five foot ten, two hundred and forty pounds. Linebackers working one way left to right would be Zach Switzer at 180. Gavin Wells, 175. He will play. He got dinged up in last uh, two weeks ago. Jacob Turner, 170, moves really quick. And then Caleb Jolly will be on the other side. As we mentioned, uh, Jolly and Wells are two-year starters. And Jolly will be on the strong side for uh, Summit. And then also in the secondary, I'll continue, is Ja'Kayla Cotton at one side at 185. Um, Kaneda works. At 160, Coach Coleman really likes him at corner. And then we'll have probably, I would say, Brady Pierce. And if we do see another safety, it would be Austin Gruders along with um, maybe Aiden Bird coming in at corner and safety. But I will let you know that uh, Richardson will come in a lot if they run the four-man front, Mason Richardson. Yeah, big Mason <laughs> Richardson. He'll be up there. I, I anticipate Summit will run a lot of four-man okay. front tonight. You know, the, you know. Northwestern's going to try to establish some sort of ground game tonight. They are um, they are down. I mean, like I said, they, they have seven starters out tonight, and so uh, they're going to be running with the. Uh, I believe he's a sophomore. Let me see his name here. Um, yeah, the uh, Jabray Hunter, I believe his name is. So we're going to see him carrying the ball tonight. He's a young up-and-comer, but they're going to try to establish a run game. They don't have much of a passing game. So uh, get get the Gatorade and the uh, the salt and the water ready for our big four D linemen because they are going to be putting in work tonight. I'll tell you this. I don't know Neil Furnish, the head coach for the Vikings. Yeah. That's not the way you wanted to start. <laughs> not at all, man. Two, two plays, it's kind of like uh, – if I was in his shoes, I would take my three best guys and say, wherever number one goes, you go. And if someone else beats us, so be it. But we're not going to let number one beat us. And we are still waiting for the kickoff. I'm not sure what we're, what's going on. Is Cooper Hall the kicker? And I asked Coach Coleman about Cooper Hall, and he said he's phenomenal. He's kicking it deeper every time, and he really likes him. But he likes Cream's development as the field goal kicker, but he likes Cooper Hall as the, as the kickoff man, I guess a kickoff specialist. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the interesting thing about, about kicking. Like a lot of times when, you know, you, for instance, uh, the kicker right now, refresh my memory. Cooper Hall. Yeah, Cooper Hall. So Cooper Hall might have a better leg to where he can kick it deeper, but he might not have the accuracy. So you could put him on something like a kickoff, and that can go to a little bit right, a little bit left, and it doesn't matter. You know, So I'm, I'm thinking that he might think that uh, Hall's got the better leg here, but maybe not the accuracy. And the official is over with Coach Coleman on the far sideline at the 50, and we are waiting to figure out what is going on uh, to slow this game. And I do not see anyone injured. I, I, I do know sometimes you have injuries uh, n- not related to the game. I do not see that. And Caleb Jolly kicking his legs out, high-stepping at about the 40 to try to stay warm. And now we have some officials. All right, Viking fans, on your feet. Here we go. Some love for your Northwest Vikings. Well, I'm not sure what that was. And if we could get just maybe Justin Lamb would know uh, we could – gets some kind of idea of what's going on. But this is like a TV timeout times two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they ran over to some guy over here with a backpack. I want to say it's a trainer, but like you said, I didn't see any visible 
injuries. I mean, and they're still huddling over there talking to Coleman. Like, this is one of the things that you might think uh, is something going on behind the scenes, like maybe with a coach or a referee in terms of, I mean, health. I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating. But one of the coaches is adjust, uh, addressing the summit sideline. And, yeah, I mean, it looks like one of the trainers is going over to a coach. But I don't see anyone visibly injured. Like maybe in the stands? I just texted our sideline reporter, Justin Lamb, to hopefully give us an update of what's going on on the field. He should be really near this situation. And this just in, the referee's earpiece broke off in his, uh, yeah, the broken in his actual ear. And it's stuck in his ear. <laughs> the, the, 20, 2020, 2020 strikes from, again. Read from the sideline reporter himself. The ref's earpiece broke off in his ear and it's stuck. Hashtag 2020. I've never even heard of that before. I mean, I feel bad. That would be terrible. I hate. I mean, like, they're not. They're not going to play this game right now. Yeah, they've taken both teams to the sideline. The Lady Vikings golf team. Let's uh, let's take a commercial break and figure out golf course. if they got the earpiece out. The what's going on here? Years, so you are listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar Radio Network. This is Summit Spartans football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in. We're live here in Clarksville, the home of the Vikings, Northwest. A lot of high schools in Clarksville on the Kentucky line. And we are in a quandary here uh, at the football stadium because we have a report coming in that the official, I'm not sure which one, his earpiece is stuck in his ear. If that's correct, um, I'll let you, we'll kind of get back to this. We're 55 seconds into the game. 7-0 Summit, and Matt, uh, you can critique that. Well, if I had a nickel for every time, it was 7-0, 55 seconds into a game, and the referee's earpiece is stuck in his ear, and they can't get it out. Happens all the time, Epley. I'm actually joking. I've never heard of that before in my entire life, but it, uh, hopefully it's out because we're getting back to the game now. And all right, I mean, I, honestly, I hope for the best. That, that's, that's terrible. That's got to be extremely uncomfortable. Well, we wish the best for him, and Matthew Baltham is back, the senior, to receive the kick, as we mentioned from Hall. And that is the loudest press announcer (laughs) in the history of high school football. And actually, uh, Hinton uh, took it, a sophomore, over to the left side and couldn't get back to the 20, stop at the 16. We've already announced the defense, so here come the Spartans. Yeah, and they're, uh, they're coming out with that four-man front. You see big 5-7 up in there, the hair bandit, if you will. What, what, what did his parents tell us last week we got to call We him? have to say Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar. We can no longer go with Brett Michaels for Mason Richardson. It is Sammy Hagar, recognized. And uh, Hagar, I'm telling right now, he might be getting gassed tonight because they're going to try to run left, right, up the middle, and everywhere you go. So here we go, shotgun formation, and the snap is fumbled, picked up. Mason, wow. oh, man, is in the backfield. And I'm sorry, check that. Maddox Reed stops the ball carrier about five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yep. I mean, that was just a uh, bad center quarterback exchange. And, uh, I mean, I feel bad for the Vikings, man. This is this is getting uglier by the second. If it's not a touchdown on the second play or – Referees' earpieces are breaking off, and you know, we can't get a snap here. But uh, 
looking good for the for the Spartans for sure. And we have number 17, Fitzwater. Cole Fitzwater spread, uh, splitting out to the left side, and it will be at quarterback. We do have Tackett. Ethan Tackett zips one, and it's complete. It's going to get back to the original line of scrimmage, tackle by the Spartans led by Finley Jamison. Yeah, and if the Vikings continue to try to throw the ball right there, they're going to have to do just that. Quick three-step drop, quick slant from the slot guy, gain of about, uh, what, six? But uh, that's not going to work. And um, especially in this type of offense with with the type of run scheme that they have, I mean, they're looking for three, four yards of most uh, per carry. And, um, you know, now they're All at third right, and ten. They're going to have to out. throw Peter it here for sure. Man. Let's make some noise. Third down and a long nine on the 21-yard line for the Vikings. And they elect to hand it off, and that's going right to the middle linebacker, number 11, Gavin Wells. He says, no siree, and they get about a yard. Yeah, it was cool down. to see what Melton did right there. We had the four-man front, the outside backer creeped up standing on the line. So he actually had five down linemen, and he brought the linebacker blitz. So – we brought six up the gut, and uh, there was nothing happening there for the Vikings. Punt formation for the Vikings. And we will see. What do you think? You think Switzer's going to return it right here? Mugato will be the, the kicker, or should I say the punter, at the five-yard line. I'm calling it. Switzer's taking this one to the house. It is 8.45 in the first quarter. It's seven summit zero for the Vikings. A dribbler gets back. It's an end-over-end kick to about the 40, and it's going to roll to midfield and be slapped by oh, the right hand. They didn't catch it. Of Bothrop. They gave it to him. And I th- let's see where the ball is going to be spotted. Yeah. It should be at the 50 where the ball is touched, and that's where it's going to be. There you go. So here comes Mr. Wade in the offense again at midfield. Leading 7-0, 8 minutes, 30 seconds left in the first quarter. Yeah, again, you know, they, they again, Let's I don't mean to beat a dead horse. Defense. They want to establish a pass game, but now's the time to do it because this might be one of those games where they're up by three or four touchdowns early on in the game, and when you get to that point, I mean, you can't really throw the ball anymore because – People frown upon you. A big lick as Wade completes it, and that's Brady Pierce. Good to see him back. 12-yard gain as he flips one out to the left. Yeah, and making an impact right away on the offense. Getting about a six-yard. He ran about a six-yard hitch, and he's getting those yak yards. He went heads with that DB, and it did not look good for the Vikings. Yak yards is YAC, yards after catch. That basically means the receiver catches the ball, runs about another five, six yards, and in Brady's case, he got a nice stick mark on the front of his helmet when he trucked that kid. Four wide receivers for Summit. Eight minutes left in the first well, hand, and it's a big hole. You can drive a truck through that hole. And number 10 says, I'll take it as Brandon King goes for 12, and they're down to the 25 of the Vikings. Yeah, that's this Summit's basic counter left. You got Cooper right Cook from the right Summit. side pulling to the left for the kick out on the end. You got Ryan Smith pulling up for that backer upside. And, uh, I mean, that was just beautiful. I don't think King got touched until he was about 10 yards down the field. Wade will look over the defense. At the 25-yard line, Summit hitting on all cylinders early. Flips one to the right. Over the head, it's kind of a screen over the defensive end, and 
It's complete to Brandon King for another 10 yards. King again, man. We've been calling his name a lot tonight. I believe that's about our fifth or sixth play, and he's touched the ball at least half of the time. Pass pro looked good right there. Offensive line looks comfortable, and now Summit's doing exactly what they want to do. Balanced offense, a little bit more heavy run, and let your athletes make plays. Get them in space. The official gave King nine yards. It'll be second and one for Summit inside the red zone. And we'll fake it to him and underneath misdirection, and no one is in the vicinity of number 13, Brady Pierce. And he walks in, and he could have walked in going backwards. What a great play. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Coleman calls that scissors. Basically, Wade hands it off to the running back, and as the running back is going up towards the left middle side of the line, that uh, Brady Pierce comes underneath from the slot position, and it's kind of like an inside reverse. And like you said, Epley, no one was home. Brady Pierce didn't even get touched as he goes for six. A little trickeration there for Mr. Coleman. As, as you know, listen to the broadcast. Brian Coleman is the head coach. He's, offense, he's also the offensive coordinator. He's also the offensive line coach. So take that. <laughs> He loves it. 14-0. We'll take a commercial break. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Happy morning. Welcome back in. We're live here in Clarksville. It's 14 to zip. Uh, Summit, two possessions, two touchdowns. And And it's not taking that long. The first one took three plays. The next series, four. So, seven plays, two touchdowns. That could be a long night for the Vikings unless they turn up at defense. Yeah, it could. And you know the the Summit coaching staff and the players, they're going to use this game to get better at what they aren't great at yet. And that's what we see them doing right now. They're running the short passes. We're getting our offensive line some look in terms of pass block, and that's going to come in down the road when we play some of these tougher teams. Bothra will return it to the 31-yard line. So, well, you're going to have to sustain some kind of drive here. If not, um, Summit will hit the accelerator, and this game could be out of reach really quickly. Yeah, Vikings got to – here's what you got to do. I mean, look, I've been on both sides of the ball. I've been on great teams. I've been on terrible teams. And when you're in a situation like this and you're Clarksville Northwest, you got to do everything quick. Quick runs up the middle, quick runs off to the side, quick passes. You ain't going to get too many five-step drops tonight or any deep balls, and that's for sure. At the 31, shotgun for the Vikings. They will hand it off and nowhere again. It's like the last drive, deja vu, and a big play by Maddox Reed. Maddox Reed from tight end to defensive end makes a great play on the tackle right there, and he is uh, not biting on that counter play. I mean, that kid didn't even barely touch the ball before Reed was in his face. That's a beautiful tackle for loss for Big Maddox. So I'm not a mathematician, but I will tell you, both drives – started with a negative five loss and that's going to be a long way for the first down marker and that's going to be tough for the vikings or anyone especially against summit's defense well i'm proud to tell you mike epley that i graduated with a 1.96 gpa and from where i come from you're exactly right it's going to be very tough for me well they're going to try to run it uh, (laughs) matt they're going to try to run it with the big fullback in the middle uh rhodes uh 215 pounds and he gets one yard 
Yeah, what I would do here is I would try some sort of tight end pop pass over the middle. You got to work in the play action, too. I mean, it's just it's so tough when you're playing a team that's so superior to you like Summit. Their defensive line is just chewing them up up front right now. Remember, if you missed the pregame, both teams 5A uh, classification, just different regions. And regions are by location of high school. And the pressure gets back there to the quarterback. Didn't get the lick on him, but rushed the pass, and that's incomplete. And here comes another punt. Yeah, that was number 22 uh, for the Vikings, Cervante Williams. He's going to run some wide receiver. He's the junior. Again, seven starters for the Vikings are out. And right there, he just ran a quick seven-yard hitch. He was actually open, but that quarterback is so uncomfortable. Again, third-string quarterback, and uh, he couldn't even complete a seven-yard hitch. It might be a long night for the Vikings. Hey, t- uh, Fitz, uh, Fitzwater, you're in. For what? Uh, quarterback. Huh? <laughs> Summits the t- opponent, or I'm sorry, Tackett, uh, you're in. So that's a tough uh, situation to put any high school player in for sure. 548 left in the first quarter, and it will be uh, a nice kick end over end. It's going to go pr- close to the 46, bounce to the 50, and literally, I mean, a lot of this has happened in deja vu. That's almost where Summit started the second and drive, and we'll stay here. Yeah, Summit has not. This is their third drive again, and they have not started a drive inside of the 30-yard line tonight. And, um, you know, it's just kind of like pick your poison. What You know, what, what do you want to run here? Let's, let's have some fun with it. I, I think uh, I, I expect them to try to, to pass it a little bit here just to, to get that going because – it's going to be too little, too late. I mean, maybe it's, it's close to the end of the second quarter if we're up by four or five touchdowns. Destin Wade overshoots his man off the right side. That was Brady Pierce about 25 yards down the field. Yeah, that was just a miscommunication between Wade and Brady. It, it looked like uh, maybe Brady was running some sort of an out and maybe he wanted to run a seam, but it, just a basic miscommunication. But Wade looks super comfortable back there. He's getting plenty of time. Offensive lines coming together. And uh, probably see, maybe you just never know with Coleman what's coming up next. Well, you you don't because Wirtz has made his way now to the offense off the defensive side, and he's off the left side of the offense, and he's the only receiver on the left side. Could they go to Wirtz right when he gets inserted into the offense? No, they're just going to kind of counter it up the middle, and here comes King. He's off to the races, to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, Makes his way back in and dances around and down to the 11. So nice 39-yard run for Mr. King. Great job for Brandon Earth King. Like I always like to say, it's like a, a Wes Welker, Christian McCaffrey-type morph player. He can be anywhere on the field. He can start out wide, motion down to slot, motion inside to running back. I mean, you can do anything you want with Brandon King. He's a really exciting player, not only to have on your team, but as a fan to watch. So now they put the dump truck in. <laughs> Big Trey Hunter and, and back Trey there. Trey Hunter's going to say, watch out, I'm coming downhill. Feed the beast. And uh, you, you probably know what downhill means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you are a Viking, your sensor just went off and thought to yourself, wait a second, well, there's a guy back there. It's not 140 pounds. It's about 220-something pounds. He's got man coverage and on words. here he comes. It and is. actually, he's going to try to break it outside and try to work his way back in. That's not the strength of Hunter. He does get four yards to the nine. I was going to say, they're, they're running man coverage on the outside against Kanata Wirtz. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I see Coleman just try to take a shot 
to Kanata. I remember talking to uh, to Coach Coleman a couple weeks ago, and he said he would really like to get uh, Wirtz more looks on offense. I know that Kanata wants to get more grabs, wants to see more touches, and this is just well, a really cool opportunity like for him to do to that, just to run that nice little 6- to 10-yard jump fade and just say, hey, the running man has. coverage on you, that guy might be a little bit, you know, an inch or two taller, but use your athletic ability, go up there, make a play. That could be, This could be a cool little moment for Kanata. We got a commercial break. We'll come back 457 first quarter. Summit leads 14 to 10. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football and TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. And this is a touchdown for Big Trey Hunters. He fumbles and stumbles his way to the Nope. Oh. Is there going to they might say, is he? No, that's a touchdown. Okay, one official is making sure that he crossed the goal line, so that is. So, a nice run to start it back, 21 to zip. Yeah, the back judge, he did, he did throw a flag back there, and it was literally right as he crossed the goal line, so I'm not sure what happened. But they're definitely, here we go, here's the call. Personal foul on the defense. Yeah, maybe he, uh, maybe he didn't like that tackle, that chop block on on. The tackle, and maybe he hit him a little bit late when he got in the end zone. It's tough to see from this angle. Well, either way, Hunter was bumbling and stumbling his way to the end zone. Yeah, he looked like uh, old school Jerome Bettis on there in the Steelers. Man, it's <laughs> you cannot take that kid down this close to the goal line, especially like he said when he's running downhill. So Crane uh, may have uh, be caught on, should I say, to, to attempt a lot of these extra points tonight for Summit, and another one, uh, the whistle goes through the upright here. So nice work, and it's 21-0, and we have only played about seven minutes. The Spartans officially have more points times two than they have plays. Twice as many points as plays. Is that right? How many do they have? Ten or eleven plays? They have Thir- uh, let's see, four, eight, That's 13 12. plays. 13 plays, 21 yes. points. All right, so I'll just say more points than plays. Again, 1.96 GPA by Rogers over here, okay? But we had a heck of a time doing it, Epley. Viking fan, would you like to be an official <laughs> Northwest Viking? Well, I'm going to go back to Neil so Furnish, the head coach for the Vikings. What's the speech sound like now? Duck, cover, nobody get burnt. Gentlemen, let's get out of here alive. I do want. I, I do want to kind of to get your humor part. I know people listen to the broadcast and love your humor, and I noticed <laughs> something, but you kind of magnified it in the pregame before we went on. What's that? The field for Northwest. So it, it's got <laughs> the N and the W. You, you said it. I no, didn't. I know, but but it's it's really the, the W is a lot thicker than the N. Yes. So how do how would we pronounce if you were just reading it? Maybe the teleprompter, northwest, <laughs> looking at the field. So we have a really skinny N <laughs> and a really fat W. So you would say Clarksville, northwest. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to Clarksville, northwest tonight to play football. You do have the emphasis button on uh, iPhones. So Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could get that. We could... <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, um, get yeah. that through the uh, even because you you always like to uh, use a um, 
uh, what do you call it? Like the what, what, uh, where you text uh, verbi- verbiage or what is it? Uh, what's voice a, what, text. Voice text. I guess you would call it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you, that way you can put the exclamation point or the emphasis or whatever. Somebody could do it. Whoever's list, uh, replying to it. Hey, look at that leg. See, that's what we were talking about earlier. That's a great kick right there, and it's out of the end zone. But again, you don't need a lot of accuracy when you kick uh, on on the kickoff. But you do need a lot of leg, and, man, did he plant that out of the end zone. Of course, he had a little bit of help with that penalty, but still, that was a good kick. So Clarksville Northwest will get it Northwest. <laughs> with authority. Sorry, I'm on, messing you up. Uh. On the 20-yard line. No. it's um, you got to have a little fun with this. Uh, maybe a long night. We'll see. 4.52, first quarter. Here's what I'm going to commit to you. I'm going to commit that I'm going to bring the energy every single snap, and I am not going to get complacent tonight. I'm not going to get comfortable, and I'm going to keep this thing hot. Well, that's good. So uh, number 55, uh, Hooks made the tackle in the backfield. So once again, a tackle for loss, and Clarksville Northwest will have it second and 13. Yeah, second and 13. Uh Again, it's just a superior race right here. Our defensive line, much bigger, much stronger, much poiser than their offensive line. So, again, four-man front, your, your basic 4-3 uh, defense, and, again, it is, it's ugly for the Vikings, man. That's another tackle for loss. And I think it's the same player, Hooks. Yeah. Third Look, at th- this, is, this is what you got to do. If, if you're Clarksville Northwest right now, mm. Summit is running either man coverage or we're putting one safety back there with Bird. Just take a shot. I mean, you could still do a three-step fade, if you will, which means the quarterback takes one, two, three steps, launches the ball up there, and try to let your kids make a play here because the the run game, it's not working, and it's not going to work, and we got to switch it up. And they try that again, and Trey Hunter just – throws his man down to the ground at the six, a loss of ten. That tackle on the back. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you start to feel bad for these kids a little bit, you know, because you want them to play football. And they have more negative plays on offense than they do positive plays. Of course, overall yardage is in the negative. I don't have the official stat yet. I'll have it in a second. But um, Wade – we know we're probably not going to see him in the second half. We might not see him in the second quarter. Is that has that even happened before? That's a great question. I, I'm not sure. Um, you would assume. Hate to assume, but you would. You would, but, but it, it's almost like, what's the point? Like, get him out. I mean, there's no upside. There really is no upside. This might be a return punt return for a touchdown. What is? Switzer I, takes it from the 31 and put. Six more Touchdown on the board. Summit. Touchdown Summit. 238 first quarter. It's 27 to 0. Yeah, good for Switzer. I just I called it one one punt early, but he was able to field it there. And I don't even think he was touched, Epley. There is a flag down and unfortunately a Viking down. I'm not sure if that's on Summit or if that's on Clarksville, but uh great return there by Switzer. Good for him. And um, now, I mean, we're, we're staring at 27-0, maybe 28 coming up. But I, I really hope this kid is okay because uh, one of the Clarksville players is, is in mad pain right now, and he's laying on, on the ground. He is moving, though. Yeah, he's now up and walking off on his own accord. All right. Well, 
So it's 27, and the flag's at the two-yard line, but the scorekeeper has tacked on six points. And that's again against Clarksville. That's not against Summit. That's another personal foul against Clarksville. Now here's what you don't want to have happen. You don't want to get blind to some personal foul where your player gets hurt. That's how you get hurt. 100%. And, you know, I I would think – and we've seen it the last two drives, Matt. I just, just you know, and I'm sure Coach Coleman is aware of it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say, in my mind, a lot of things go through my mind, and I, I hear my wife's voice, or maybe it's Jesus' voice in the back of my head, if whether I should say it or not. So uh, I will say this. I, I would expect a little bit more discipline out of Clarksville, especially, you know, where we're, where we're at right now in terms of geographical location in Tennessee. That is, and he's referencing, um, mentioned all the military um, the lieutenants, uh, majors here. We're we actually zero. really close to Fort Campbell. And you know, That's the base. Interesting story, true story. Clarksville, Fort Campbell is the reason my family and I moved to Tennessee. Uh, I hosted a show on Lifetime back in 2010, 2011 called Coming Home, where I had the honor of bringing home our soldiers early, surprising their family. I mean, I cried the entire time. It was absolutely beautiful. It was one of my favorite shows of all time because I really felt like at the end of the day, I, I was bringing significance to the viewers. I mean, what's more beautiful than a family being reunited after mom and mom or dad has been serving our country for months and sometimes years at a time. So I lived in Clarksville for a month and a half, and I completely fell in love with Tennessee. I really did. I fell in love with the people. I fell in love with the climate, the environment, the community. Flew back to California, looked at my wife and said, what the heck are we doing here? Let's move out there. And, again, viewers, don't worry. One of my favorite T-shirts is Don't California My Tennessee. And you can count on me not doing that. I absolutely love it here. And I got mad respect for Clarksville because if it wasn't for Clarksville, if it wasn't for Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and if it wasn't for the 101st Airborne Division, Rogers wouldn't be in Tennessee, which is where I'm the happiest. Well, we're happy to have you, man. I love you too, Epley. I love you too. 238. You've been doing this a Here, long time. When's the last time your co-host told you he loved you? In the uh, first never, quarter. Never happened, so um, <laughs> I just got to keep going. We're going to turn this into a talk show if know, you don't right? watch yourself. Seriously. 238, well, 28 to 0. I just don't – I just really have not seen anything that sh- that would that I would hang my hat on if, if I'm Clarksville to, to give me any kind of hope is the word, right? It, it's It's not just – even being competitive here, it's just you hope that they could be competitive. Yeah. We, we don't know. I mean, and I haven't seen a game like this in a while yeah. uh, where it's just you, you have um, total dominance from one team and no first downs. And I want to get the stats, and we'll have Justin Lamb at halftime, but I, I don't think that. They're in the positive here with three possessions. Yeah, definitely not. And, I mean, just full transparency here. This is – I mean, I've been announcing football games for quite a while. This is one of those times, and they don't happen too often, where you're looking for content as a announcer. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. It's kind of like, you know, what more – can you say, and you try to look for key factors when you're doing this to pull, 
a player, highlight a player, highlight a coach, highlight a coaching philosophy, and there's just not much we can say at this point. And they run the ball again, and it's it's ugly. And there's more laundry coming in. Yeah, they try to go up the middle, and literally it just squeezed down. And Summit uh, basically played that to perfection. Uh, no gain there. And we, as Matt mentioned, there's there's a there's a flag on the play. So there's where we're at right now, stat-wise. Summit has 161 total offensive yards, and uh, Clarksville Northwest has negative 18. So here's what you do. We're running a man coverage. you got to throw the ball. And there they go. There they are. And it's intercepted, and that's a pick six. And that will be a TD. That for Canada Works. Good for him. Canada Works playing man coverage, and that's basically us telling them, listen, we can man up on you. We can load the box because we know you're going to run, and we're relying on our athletes on the outside to make plays. Here's where Clarksville went wrong. I'm not mad at the play call. I think it was the right play call. But the, the quarterback, he's a third-string quarterback. He, he held the ball. He looked at his receiver the whole time. And it was a very uh, slow pass, if you will. And you got to think, uh, Kaneda is used to maybe going against Wade and him throwing the ball, mm-hmm. which is basically like you know Brett Favre sometimes. And uh, so when you see something like that, it's, I mean, <laughs> Kaneda Words was licking his fingers before he even caught the ball on that one. I mean, we're going to stay here. It is thirty-five to nothing, and we still have two minutes and twelve seconds left in the first quarter. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I would take all my starters out. There's there's no upside. There's no upside. What is the upside? I, I, yeah, there, there isn't. Even Mullen, who just got inserted back after a couple of weeks, does he stay out there? No. That's a great point. I would keep my offensive lineman in there to get a little bit of work. He needs to come back. And, but I, I would because really you have the region do, coming up, yeah, all games in and, region. And as a coach, I would. This is so. I coached at a high school in California called Mission Viejo High School. Uh, we were really, really good. We were the you know, we were number one in all categories. Here's my point: is we would have games like this, and what I would do is I would turn up the intensity in terms of uh, technique. And if if that's my left tackle, hey. I'm keeping you in, but here's what I'm looking for. And I'm coaching them, and I'm intense, and I'm not hitting neutral. I'm not hitting cruise control, and I'm really hammering down how we're going to get better. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my players better, and I'm going to really tighten the screws on technique. And if I don't see the technique that I want, I'm still yelling at them. I'm still coaching them from the sideline. I don't care what the freaking score is because now – we are playing Let's us, and that's what we're getting. You know, that, that's how you coach, in my opinion, in situations like this when you're up. This is going to be the best start, I believe, at the 24-yard line. Let me look here. Yes. No, we they have started at the 31, but there will be uh, at the 24-yard tw- line. So, we. But, Matt, your point, I do see Nick Saban do that at Alabama, right? If, 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 if you see – the Crimson tied up four touchdowns. He's still chewing people out. Yeah, and it's and it's not because the the coach is trying to show off or make you think that he's you know, 
a hard, you know, you know what, you know, dude, relax. You're up by 35 points, 28 points. Why are you screaming on the sideline, acting like that? It, it, it's it's twofold. One, you want to keep the intensity of the players because if the Nobody coach is relaxed, the if the coach is in neutral, the players are going to get in neutral. And if you play football in neutral, that's when injuries happen. The second thing is – you want to keep the intensity with your kids because, like I said before, you want them to concentrate on getting better. Do what we do best and get better at it, and, and that's how you got to coach. Like, in a game like this, when I was coaching, uh, you know, I was smiling. I was having a good time. I was enjoying the moment, but I, I definitely wasn't hitting cruise control. I was still intense uh, all the way for four, four full what four full quarters. <laughs> and if it just didn't get worse, Aiden Palmer – one of the linemen just went out six foot four, three hundred pounds, and he's the big one. And he is on the bench laying down, I believe, with a leg injury. And it's one eighteen left in the first quarter, thirty-five to zip. Second down and ten, nowhere. Trying to go in the middle, in the middle, in the middle. It doesn't work. Uh, James uh, makes the tackle. Yeah, I've never even seen anything like that. I don't know if you noticed that, but on the handoff, the quarterback after he handed it off push the running back in the back like go go faster it was like hand off with my left push you in the back with my right it's just a very very interesting game here but we're almost out of the first quarter third and 11 24 yard line and here comes the pa announcer to rev up the audience and here we go over the head of Wirtz and the attended receiver would be number two, Kincaid, the junior. Yeah, it looked like uh, someone was running a cover two there, so that play uh, wasn't going to work either way. And uh, Switzer's back there again. He might take another one of the house. 29 seconds. Have you ever seen uh, six touchdowns in the first quarter before? I don't think so. Well? You might. I've seen 55 go up at halftime right. uh, in numerous games. I'll but nev- that's another quarter to this. I'll never forget. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the story right after this kick. Let's see if uh, Switzer can return this. <laughs> so Switzer get it at the 50. No, he's tackled immediately by the gunner on the left side, Balthor. Yep, uh, nothing happened in there. I'm surprised he didn't fair catch that. That that was a gutsy, gutsy catch by Switzer right there. But uh, once again, someone's going to start out at the 50. And what I was going to say, uh, back when I was playing junior college at Citrus Junior College in Southern California, we played uh, a school called Antelope Valley, and they were up in the high desert where it was really, really cold. And we were losing 55-0 to zero at halftime, just like you said. And I'll never forget my coach that came in. I'll tell you the second half of the story after this play. Destin Wade gets back out on the 50-yard line, up by five touchdowns, and will hand to Cotton. He'll go for two yards. And, Matt, we made our way through the first quarter. There we go. We did it. We survived. So hold, hold the story. We might need it. <laughs> we might need it. We're going to take the commercial break, okay? Uh, it's 35 to zip. Summit leads Clarksville. You are listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio quarter, Network. The score is... This is Summit Spartans football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. 
Thanks, JP. Back to action here. We're live in Clarksville, Northwest. And if you missed the story why I did that, we just have to entertain our, our uh, basically entertain. You know, this would be a long night. I don't even know what else to say. It's 35 to zip is the score. I'm going to have to bust out my old school joke book when I tried to do stand-up back in the day. Well, hang on. Who, who hang knows? on. Let's not go that far. Um, <laughs> Destin Wade spins around the other way. So... If Summit scores five touchdowns in this quarter, it'd be 72 to nothing. Well, like, <laughs> like I was saying, see, maybe you had the, the 1.9 GBA because 35 plus 35 is no, 70. 70. That's right. 70. That's right. Good call. Good call. <laughs> but th- like I was saying earlier on, if this were to happen, which obviously it did, five touchdowns in the first quarter, I don't think Coleman's going to throw the ball anymore. I mean, and that's what I was going to ask you. Do you, do you almost feel bad if you throw it? But you want the passing game to start working a little bit better because the numbers we read off in the pregame. It's 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 okay technically if it's still in the first half, but knowing Coleman, I don't think he'll throw the football. I really well, don't. Well, there goes but, Switzer for about 16 yards. It was second and eight. But it's almost like, I mean, just to be honest, you know, what does it matter if they run or pass? I mean, they're getting, I think they're averaging, you know, 12 to 15 yards per carry. So it's kind of like, you know, who cares if they do six-yard six passes? Who cares if they run hitches or slants? I mean, if you're, if you're running streaks and seams and deep posts and, you know, uh, uh, slant goes, then you know, that's kind of rubbing it in a little bit. But you know, maybe at this point, he, he still has the first half as an excuse to throw the football. On the 34, and Summit will continue to, to ride the hot hand, wow. taking about two or three players down to the 21. Nice run there. I believe that was Switzer again. Do you still want to hear the rest of my story? Not right now. Okay, why? Because I got some good stats for you from the stat man, (laughs) Justin Lamb. Summit total offense, 163 in the first quarter. Northwest, am I reading this correctly? Negative 19. They averaged negative 1.4. Oh, wow, there's Cotton. And Cotton's going to continue to go from the 20. There's a flag on the play. Late flag. I mean, typically that would be a holding call, but I didn't see too many uh, Vikings in the backfield with the summit. But, yeah, that is a holding on uh, – I think it's going to be the right guard. That's Cook. And I know Cook's grandma's listening, so she might be mad that I called his name because she actually uh, tells me how much she loves you and I, Epley, and she loves listening to us. So, uh, Grandma Cook. I see you. We'll, Don't we'll, yell at me. We'll see how dedicated fans are in the third <laughs> quarter of this game. <laughs> yeah. Right, they're going to they're gonna tune in to us and think, are, they, are, are, they, are these guys broadcasting, actually broadcasting the game, or what, what are they doing? Let me ask you this. Can we do a giveaway? And I'll no, do no, the giveaway. We can't? We can't do that, no. We can't? I like, I can't so. ask a trivia question now, and if you hang around until the fourth quarter and answer it. Are you going to give away your car? No, but I give away a gift card or something like you know a, a tour of uh, you know a tour of the station maybe you know see see the back row. I mean I don't know a gift card something. I got connections. I know people. After the penalty, that may be the only thing holding Summit back of ten yards. Cotton will run it for about eight, 
get back to the original line of scrimmage, it'll bring up second down and 11 on the 21. Look, Apple, you got to help me out here. I have mad ADD, and if I don't stay interested, I need to to keep this game going. We need to find out if we could do some sort of uh, giveaway or something here. I just don't understand what you want to give away. I will. I'm not. I just want to keep listeners. I want to keep them here with us, and the only way to do that is to keep them interested by asking a question now that they can answer it. That with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, second and eleven, tripped up behind the line of scrimmage. Great play, number thirty-one. Kasich will run it. Third down, Summit. A lot of players here. We unfamiliar faces or unfamiliar names, I would say. But Wade is still out there, 825, 35 to zip yeah. is the score. Connor Kasich with the carry there. Uh, yeah. Not much happening, right, but uh, good Let's for him. He's the junior. We defense. haven't seen him carry the ball too much this year, if at all. And then now you got Cotton there. He, he's the speedster, man. He, I think he might break one right here. This is the first third down, I believe, for Summit all night. And they try to, they're going to run it behind Switzer. He's close to the first down. I think he got it by yard. It's that scissor play again where you hand it off to the running back and that slot guy kind of motions down, and it's almost like an inside reverse. It worked for a touchdown earlier with Brady Pierce when he was untouched, and it worked, I think, good enough for a first down right there between uh, Cotton and Switzer. That's a great play. He needed 11. He got 13. So, yep, give it to him. 7.35 left until halftime. It's 35 to zip. We're going to come up with some material and let Matt – I don't know what he's up to. I still got the second half of my story. There you go, big man. Cotton in the end zone for the touchdown. The speedster. Nine yards. He is, man. He is really, really quick. And we really haven't been able to see too much of Cotton's speed on offense this year. So I'm glad he's getting the opportunity right now to really show off those wheels. Because, I mean, if he gets going, especially we're going to need him in the latter part of this season, he's going to be a tough guy to catch and bring down. That took seven plays. What's going on here? Seven-play drive. From the 50. So, and I'll tell you this. I, I want to stay here um, for just a second during during this commercial. If I have a most improved player since I started broadcasting for Summit, it's the place kicker. Yeah, it really is. I'm telling you. If, if parents are listening, I, I, I'm sure the Crane is practicing, but he looks like a legit college kicker he really does i've seen a lot of good kickers in my day you're 100 right it is the arc is on it it's elevating up when it goes through the uprights he's not it's not looping in it's not just you know uh it, it's basically he's like driving the ball i mean in, in in weather well let's take this to where i think we could go with it summit is from a lot of people supposed to be back in the state championship well if you if you do that you might have to drive a, a football against a good team in a semifinal game, maybe on the road, and that's that's the kind of kick that you, you want. Yeah, absolutely. And, th- I mean, that was a big worry, if you will, in the beginning of the season when we were wondering, you know, how good is Summit going to be? That was a huge question mark, and it is a question mark. I mean, if you're going to be a state title team, you got to have a good kicker because there's going to be tight games like this, or not like this, but there's going to be tight games down the road, and you're going to need that kicker to come up. And in those first couple games, we're like, man, this is not working, and, and it was really, really bad. And now, like you said, I mean, he looks fantastic, and confidence is up. Like, 
I mean, he can be hitting 40, 45 yarders. They're that good, and they're right down the middle. 724 left until halftime, 42 to zip. And, and I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up. Great attendance here at Clarksville. I know the score is not indicative of that, but great home attendance. And the announcer still has a lot of energy behind us. Uh, he's not giving up. But the just the fans, they don't have anything to cheer for. Yeah. Matt, zero it, first downs. It, it, zero. It, God, that's so sad. And it is their homecoming game. I mean, we're, you know, we're in, coming in here disrupting their game. And the sad thing is, and I was talking to uh, one of the sergeant majors before the game, you know, like we said, you kind of had the vibe that they knew they were going to not do well tonight. But the upshot is we got the homecoming dance tomorrow. It's our homecoming game. And this year those kids have been robbed of that. Like there's no homecoming game tomorrow, and that just that just stinks. It just makes me sad for them because, I mean, you know, it's bad enough that this is happening. Uh, but, you know, there's no dance tomorrow night. So I don't know if I told you this, but the giveaway is actually a party at Epley's house tomorrow night. We're going to recreate homecoming. I'm just joking. Sorry. <laughs> The run up the middle goes for two yards. Six minutes, and we can get to halftime. To tick, to tick, to tick, to tick, to tick. (laughs) 42 to zero is the score. No first downs, you said, huh? Well, there, I mean, look at it. We got a positive uh, gain right there for the Vikings. That was a gain of about two and a half. And. um, All right, here's here's another one. Here we go. This is the sixth possession for Clarksville Northwest, and that's the first. Positive gain on first on their first play of any drive. Wow, and that's what makes you excellent because only you would know that. <laughs> I'm dead serious. That's what makes you excellent because you would know that because it's, I mean, it's a big stat for the Vikings right now. Guy motion down and uh, trying to counter to the left, and it's just not happening. And that is a great open field tackle. My life. And now it's third down and eight third on the, down by the 20. Yeah, I see uh, Cotton's still out there. But like you said, Alex Lively, the mm-hmm. senior, we haven't seen him uh, too much, but we're, we're going to see a ton of him tonight. And they've already shuffled in. Uh, oh, no, I thought that was uh, Bird. They still got, well, Bird's already, you know, Bird's in there. We've seen him get some playing time in the past. And All right, it's third down. So exciting for him because, I mean, he's boys. only a sophomore. A and he has been on the field go, on this team this year. More than he's been off the field, and to only be a 10th grader, that's really going to be good for Summit's future on defense. And i got to say, on the third and eight, you run a counter, and this could be the first first down of the, of the game. He's close to the marker, and he got it. That is the most excited I've ever heard you uh, announce for the opposing team. Had to get it. Kincaid ran off the left side. First yes, he did. Viking. But I think the uh, PA announcer's confused because you're not supposed to bring up the 12th man when you're on – when your team has the ball when they start cheering. <laughs> Have you, did you just noticed that? I was kind of amazed with that. But. Yeah, you did. Let's see, now that's our coaches still coaching up. I mean, and what do you do when you're summit? Summit, you're going at the halftime. I'm screaming at my kids for giving up the first down. How are we going to let something like that happen, gentlemen? And can they repeat what just happened? Same play, not the same result. Nice down he goes at the line of scrimmage. Second down, Viking. That was coming up from the back end here. A big number eighteen. Yeah, no, I think it was Gruders, wasn't it? Eighteen. Gruders, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Gruder's out. And he nice plays tackle. and he rotates a lot at corner and and at safety. So he's kind of one of those gadget players like uh, Bird is. Mm-hmm. They use him in both ways. Now Wirtz is your corner. Cotton is a corner, but they'll rotate some of these safeties in just depending on how many linemen they'll get in. You do still have Trey Hunter out there. You still have Trey Hunter. You still have uh, Maddox Reed. But, you know, they got big Johnny Sloan in there in the middle. And, Let's you know, Sloan's, Sloan's a guy that comes from a really big football family. And there's a lot of hope and promise for this kid coming up in the future. I mean, he he's definitely should be the guy going into next year that should kind of, like, be heir to the throne up front. And uh, I'd like to see a big game out of him tonight because he's going to get a lot of playing time. Injury. To one of another player from Clarksville Northwest, 306. We'll take the timeout. We'll be back. 42 to Zips to score. Your Summit Spartans lead, and you are listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. On the Kentucky line, I'm with Matt Rogers, and we are at Clarksville Northwest tonight for the game between the Vikings and the Spartans. That just sounds good, right? Listen to that. Vikings versus the Spartans. Yeah, and then one thing that you don't want to see anymore for the Vikings is is another injury, and that's one of their best players. That's number two, Lamari Kincaid. He came off the field limping a little bit, and uh, I don't know if it's cramps or a knee, but uh, hopefully he can get back because, you know, if, if if he doesn't come back, then they might lose. You didn't think that was funny, huh, Ampley? I'm trying to figure out when the running <laughs> clock's going to start because <laughs> we know it's 35 points is the cushion to do it. Call it a yeah, mercy rule, actually. Trey Hunter whiffed, wow. and then he's got his buddy coming up there to get him, and that's Brimmeyer, and he's still in there in a loss. Sack on the play, a loss of about six. Yeah, big Jesse Brimmeyer. We haven't called his name too much tonight. I thought we would, but uh, he's still hustling. He's still uh, doing his thing. I mean, he is one of the better defensive linemen up there in the front, and he's going to get up a lot of teams' problems as we uh, head into the latter part of this season. Really, really great kid up front. So it's third and 18. This just in, they are already using the mercy rule, so it's it's on. You and me might be having chips and All salsa right, by 8.30. Who out. knows? Get on your feet and make some noise. Unfortunately, can't down. sign off to 9.15. <laughs> 42 zip. And they're going to throw There's it. There's Brimmeyer. And uh, another – no, he got it rid of it right as he was going down, Maddox Reed, with the pressure. So it's fourth down, and fourth down. the Vikings will punt it. Running clock, you're exactly right, 42 zip. Do you bring in Wade? No, I don't. Uh, there's, no, there's no point. You know, I mean, hypothetically, God forbid – he gets struck by lightning and he's out. Then you've got to face the rouses. Why do you got? Why do you got him in? There's there's no. So you upside. say there's you say basically there's no way Clarksville Northwest gets 42 points tonight. None. I and I'm just 
that that's that's what we're, that's. Hey, look, any, anything is possible. It's twenty twenty, but no, there okay. is no way. There's no way. And Coach Coleman's letting the clock run. I mean, it, it's the mercy rule here, and we have a flag, a delay, a game. And I believe Clarksville is just trying to run the time off. But Coach Coleman will not call a timeout, and they're going to continue to run the clock, and he's going to let it run. He's not going to call a timeout. 42-zip. You would have the ball on your own inside the 50 for sure. He has no return man back there. He just wants it to go to halftime. Coach yeah. Coleman is letting this go to halftime. I mean, it's, it's the right call. Why, you know, why risk an injury? You know, what's the difference between going up 42-0 at halftime, 49 at halftime? And it's just, it's just the smart, respectable, it's the right thing to do. I mean, now, now you're in a position, look, now you're in a position, hands down, no-brainer. You want to get your young guys playing time, and you want to keep your veterans healthy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go as far as to say not one starter should play the rest of the game. We'll see. We'll take that commercial break. We're going to toss it back up to the studio, and this could be a fast second half And your score to half, uh, Summit 42, 42 to zip. That's zero. Uh, home team Clarksville Northwest literally got shocked right at the start of the game, and Summit has never looked back. So we got about 20 minutes, and we'll turn it back to the field. It's all Summit here. So you're listening to the uh, Summit Spartans. This is Summit Spartans football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in as we are live here at halftime. Appreciate it, We love you, MCSO. If um, you're wondering about TriStar Friday Night uh, Live, um, high school football is back, and TriStar Radio has you covered. Uh, Join JP and cast the dozens for TriStar Friday Night Live. Tune in Friday nights following our coverage here of Summit Spartans football for scores all across southern middle Tennessee and hear from those that were at the games. TriStar Friday night lights. So that'd be good to listen there, and uh, they'll get you um, every all the information you need. Like I said, covering all the high school football as it happens and reaction after the lights turn off. We don't know when the lights are going to turn off here. It could be very quickly. Um, <laughs> and JP knows that we've been back and forth uh, texting. So we appreciate everyone and also all the sponsors uh, for uh, Summit. Uh, that they allow us to do what we do, right? Uh, we are we're out here live here in Clarksville. We're at Northwest and tonight, and um, it's it's great to have those sponsors, especially the last one we got. It's a buddy of mine, Jimmy Petty. So it'd be good to, for him to come on board, and um, he he follows the sports and yeah, and for sure everybody else. But Matt, kind of going back to the game, I don't, I don't want to go too far down that line. We we might. Later on in the game, it's 42 to zip. Summit scored on every possession. Some of these are return touchdowns. Some of these are interceptions. Wade ran it in for 52 yards, and literally the avalanche of points just started after that. And now you're going to have to have a pick-me-up here if you're Clarksville Northwest to even come out. And you know you're playing the second string of Coach Coleman just to kind of get motivated to even play this game. And once again, it's a running clock unless it goes under 35 points. Yeah, someone's got the triple crown. They have a uh, offensive touchdown, a defensive touchdown, and a special teams touchdown. 
which uh, it's all you could ask for. They did, you know, they came in here, they're ready to play, obviously, um, you know, focused. Like we talked about earlier, the week off really helped them. They got healthier, they got more focused, and they, I mean, they really did. They looked fantastic in the first half up front. Wade, obviously, always looks fantastic, and then some of the other players, but definitely anticipate learning some new Spartan names in the second half because I'll, I'll be surprised, like I said, if if even one starter is in there from, you know, at any position besides kicker and punter, uh, I, I would think that we would see some some new meat and some fresh white jerseys. And about all these jerseys are fresh for, for uh, <laughs> right. something. Yeah, you said you didn't know when the lights are going to go off, but it was definitely lights out in that first half for Summit. That's for sure. So this is good for a lot of players, you know, getting the experience. You're one injury away. A lot of coaches will say that for some of these players. So you're going to get in there, and you didn't have much of a 7-on-7 due to COVID, and now you get an opportunity. I hate to use this word as a scrimmage, unless this game gets any closer, you're going to figure out some of these players you might not have ever seen on the playing field. Yeah, and I'm I'm watching Summit restretch and warm up, and um, I don't see too – I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't see too many of their starters, you know, taking the stretches too serious, which must mean that they're, they're not going in, which, you know, you would think. Well, let's talk about this too because we haven't talked a lot about this, and we'll have some time to talk about it. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, I'm going I'm to go to a commercial break real quick, and we'll come back and we'll talk about Keaton Wade, uh, the, the, the number one player uh, on Summit uh, by, by the recruitment. Um, he's second or third right now in the state of Tennessee. But uh, we'll, we'll come back. It's 42-0. to zero. It's at halftime. We'll start the third quarter. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Jimmy Petty with NashvillePlace.com. Are you tired of wanting to search the MLS for homes and being forced to enter in your personal information? At NashvillePlace.com, you can browse homes with no sales calls and no sign-ins. You can also receive instant alerts to your phone on new homes hitting the market in your area. The National Place team of Benchmark Realty can list your home at a lower rate than competitors and sell in days. Visit NashvillePlace.com today for a no-pressure real estate experience. Reach me directly at 615-210-4994. Summit Spartans football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network is brought to you in part by The Garbage Man, Parks Motor Sales, Ten Pin Alley, Sands Fence Company, DB's Pizza, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Game Time, Right Care Clinic, Columbia and Franklin Kubota, Beck Dental Care, Holland's Pharmacy, Quick Mark Convenience Stores, Brown's Body Shop, Davis Heating and Cooling, Apex Bank, and by jimmy petty and nashvilleplace.com it's time for spartans football with matt rogers here's mike epley two zero is the score i want to bring matt back in before we start the third quarter it should be a running clock this game's going to end really quickly unless a couple of touchdowns are put on the board by the Northwest Vikings. But Keaton Wade, 
So we've seen Destin Wade play quarterback. All right, ladies and gentlemen. If you've been listening to us all year, not one time have we said Keaton Wade's name because he's been on the sideline with a foot injury. He's out of the boot in about a week or two. We might see him as early as next week play a quarter. So what can he do coming in as the – ultimate athlete as an outside linebacker. Yeah, I mean, he's going to add tremendous value to this team uh, in terms of obviously athletic ability. You get another key player on the defense, but more so from a confidence standpoint with these kids. It's kind of like, you know, you're going into a street yard fight and uh, your big brother, you know, comes in a little bit later and your confidence goes up. You start sticking your chest out a little bit tougher and that's what these kids are going to do. Like, you know, my big brother is coming home and now we're about to wreck this house because we did it last year when he was a sophomore and uh, we're bigger, faster, stronger this year. So you can almost taste the state championship again you don't want to get too ahead of yourself but i mean let's be honest this feels very much like the uh early 2000 patriots when they had uh, i think it was the 07 season when they had randy moss coming back and they made that big 18-0 run uh you just have that confidence and and they're only juniors it's so exciting with with him coming back and these guys being so young but it adds a tremendous value to this team and i can't wait you know, personally to see him play, and and I know all of Williamson County is feeling the same way. Well, they'll know it when he's out there for sure. It's one of those, do you think, for Keaton, um, how tough is it not to be distracted with every uh, college in the country wanting you to play football there? Gosh, I mean, I, I wouldn't right, would know what, that's, what that's like. I was a junior college guy. I was, you know, I wasn't very good out of high school. So to be, you know, what is he, 16 years old, 16, 17? Six, yeah. I mean, especially nowadays, you know, back when, you know, even when I was getting heavily recruited out of junior college, we didn't have social media. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have, you know, the Internet like like it is today. And the notoriety that comes with high school football, especially in Williamson County, I mean, these kids are superstars. You know, Keenan's a superstar when he walks around, like everybody knows who he is. And, you know, there's a lot of responsibility with that. And like I said, from the outside looking in, it looks like his parents have done a phenomenal job. Uh, I know the coaches, yeah, I know the coaches have done a phenomenal job. And it seems like from the outside looking in, he's doing everything right. So he hasn't committed anywhere. He's not getting ahead of himself. So, you know, if, if the parents or the family are listening right now, I just say from the outside looking in, good job. It seems like they're doing all the things right. And everybody is overly pumped to see those cleats hit the field again. The return was out to the uh, 20. A penalty uh, sets the uh, Clarksville Northwest offense back to the 15. They're going to start with a running play for two yards. Once again, Richardson's in the middle, and he's one of the only ones that you would hear. um, I would say week in and week out, Elijah Allen is going to be in the middle. I'll get it. uh, most of these players in as soon as I see them. And I'm looking at some of the other players. Lively's out there. Uh, playing the corner positions for the Spartans. And literally, the Vikings are just going to try to run it up the middle, and they're content with that. Now it's going to be third and five. Yeah, and they're good. I mean, honestly, they're still getting up a little bit nasty with a chip on their shoulder. So, 
Uh, you know, we, we still see uh, Big Mason in there up front. And then, uh, you know, other than other than Mason Richardson, down by those are all backups. I mean, this is the second string uh, defense, and yeah, right, they're, they're holding their own, man. They're doing a good job. Third, third and four, and uh, let's hear it for the Spartans right here if they can get a stop. Colin Fuller in there as well for the Spartans as they're going to try to run off tackle and gets about to the 28-yard line. I think he got it with the first down run, the second one of the game for the Vikings. Yeah, and this is, I mean, this is really fun uh, for a coach. You know, one thing to note, the Summit coaches did not come back up to the box. So basically what that means is they're, they're, they're not prospecting from the bird's eye view. They're not trying to put in different analysis and game plans. They're basically just calling everything from the sidelines. You know, at this point, it's basically just backyard football. Let your young guys get some reps. But the fun thing about being a coach in this situation when you're the Spartans is you can coach these young guys hard. Give them that game day experience. I mean, yell at them, grab them by the face mask, challenge them, keep them going, keep the intensity high. And for these older leaders, instead of, you know, uh, messing around on the sideline and stuff, you, you want to lift these guys up and, and get them that experience because this is your future. Second down and 10, Patrick Stone will come in the game for the Summit Spartans. 8.40 left in the third quarter. It's 42-0. to zero. And nothing happening. A great tackle by Summit. And it's going to be third down and 10. So long yardage here. We're going to have a running clock. So this is going to pretty much go with the governor off in the second half. Yeah, junior Elijah Allen, number 33 right there. He's playing middle linebacker. And uh, he, you could tell he was watching film. He's getting ready. He probably anticipated getting some playing time tonight. I don't know if he thought he was going to come in at the beginning of the third quarter, but it's good for him because, third I mean, that was a great tackle nice. for him. And he tracked him the whole way. So well done right there by Martin. Third down and 10. The, PA, Allen, sorry. the, the PA announcer still wanting the home crowd to make noise. They're doing a good job, too, pounding it. While they're on offense. But with that being said, we'll keep it going. And they're going to hand it up the middle. And absolutely nowhere. I just said Patrick Stone entered the game. He made the tackle in the next play. Yeah, and big uh, Martin stuck his nose in there for the pop, too. He's playing middle backer. But, again, good for these kids. And um, this is exactly what they want to do. I'm a little bit surprised, I guess, but maybe we're getting a little bit thin. Austin Gruders is still in there playing safety. But um, you got to keep somebody on the back end, right? Don't you have to have someone, though, in case everything breaks down? I don't, right. I don't know. I mean, I don't think Coleman is too concerned at this point whether he wins forty-two to zero or, or or forty-two to fourteen. You know, but this is you know great job. Let's keep our guys healthy and go. And there's another flag. It is. End over end kick, and it will bounce. And a pretty nice kick go out of the 40th summit. Uh, we're going to wait on the flag, and I think that's going to be on the Vikings. Well, as soon as we, they're going to decline it, I believe, we'll take a commercial break. We'll come back. It's 42 to zip. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football and TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back in. The drive will start on the 43. And your quarterback, there's an over-under, or let me, the odds. Let me make it an odds bet. If you're listening at home, 
What do you think the number of the second string quarterback is? Now, well, we'll tell you. It's usually Austin Harvey, number five. This is our giveaway. Okay. <laughs> this is just just play this game a little bit. So the handoff went to Hendricks. Hendricks comes in at tailback. Hendricks wears number three. He's a sophomore. He gained three yards. And I'm going to turn it over to Matt after this play. It's second down and, and uh, seven to reveal the number of the second string quarterback tonight. Because I've never seen this before. In, um, in high school, as Hendricks goes back to the line of scrimmage, it brings up third and ten. Yeah, to be honest, I didn't even think it, it, that it was within the rules that he can third have this number. I thought I know in the NFL it's one through 19 can be uh, quarterbacks, kickers, punters, and uh, that's it. And the quarterback is the one and only. Davis Sane, a sophomore that wears number 35. I've never seen a quarterback wear number 35. I even made a joke with uh, Coleman before the game like, hey, you know, uh, wardrobe change at halftime, but I guess they didn't need to because uh, 35 is definitely your quarterback. There goes the sweep to Kasich, and he goes back about four yards, so Summit will have to punt it. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised to see uh, number 78, Jack Bauer, still playing right guard. So he is keeping a starter or two. Maybe he's going to rotate them. I mean, maybe they only have nine offensive linemen, and, and they got to keep a they got to keep a starter in. Who who knows? Um. Well, tonight Bauer would be, a, I guess, the backup. Uh, oh, right. Because they, they put Cook back over the right guard. Mullen, Jewel, Garber, Cook, and Smith. Right. So, so yeah, he's actually technically tonight, but you've seen him mostly Yeah, start. the last couple games yep. we saw him as the starter, so that's why that, that threw me a little bit off right there. I never told you the uh, second half of my story when we were getting blown Let's out. Let's go, Mikey! We've got to take a commercial break. You really don't want to hear the story. We've got to take a commercial break. No, no, we'll gonna be back. You. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football and TriStar Sports Radio okay. Network. This is Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in. 245 in the third quarter. A a fast-moving third quarter. It's 42 to zip. Uh, We have a running clock. I call it the mercy rule. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers, um, and now it's second down, and they're going to give them one yard for the Vikings. Yeah, the second string still in for Summit, and they're doing a great job. I mean, they gave up one first down last drive and uh, only a gain of one right there. Big D lineman up front, they're doing a great job. And Northwest trying to run it off the outside, and a big run off the left side. The biggest one of the night will go to the starting tailback, Ball for it for about 11. Yeah, and that's the uh, starter, Austin Gruder's playing safety. Back on the play. On that play and uh, making the tackle. If, if he wasn't there, that might have gone for six, which would give these guys, you know, something to really get excited about and stomp their feet, right? So what's the story is while we wait on the penalty? Listen. Now I kind of feel like I played it out. I, I, I hyped did. it up to be so – You not did. That great. And then, no, well, people are listening. You've well, teased a lot of people. Okay, it's, it's not that great. It would have been – funnier 20 minutes ago but anyway we were talking about how high the score was it was 35 to 0 in the first quarter i'm like oh i I remember when i played at citrus junior college and we went up to the high desert play antelope valley and we were losing 55 to 0 at halftime and i'll never forget my coach came in he kicked it looked like a, a episode from the program he kicked with his foot the orange gatorade container and blue gatorade came out his white extra puffy new balance shoe came off 
And, you know, because, like, one of his legs was longer than the other or shorter than the other one, so he had, like, extra padding. That shoe fell off when he kicked it, and he goes, you bleepity bleep 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 bleep. If this keeps going this way, they're going to have to go out and get the bleeping basketball scoreboard because you're losing 55-0, and they're going to run out of numbers. And we just, I mean, it was a terrible feeling. That stuck with me forever. That every time I see a blowout now, my joke is, oh, they might have to go get the basketball scoreboard, but I don't kick over Gatorade. Well, we had a fumble, and during that story, I didn't want to interrupt it. The fumble by the Vikings, and it's a turnover, and it's back on the same spot for the Summit Spartans on the 53 of their own. I am sure the listeners were so pleased that they stuck around for the story. 20 seconds left. This will be the last play of the no. quarter, and I don't know. There's, I don't know where the um, play clock is, and this may do it. So we're going to go to the fourth quarter. Wow, the second possession for Summit. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with eight minutes left in the game. So this is Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back in. We're live, as I mentioned earlier, at the Kentucky line. Clarksville Northwest. The field painted and ready to go tonight between the Summit Spartans and Clarksville Northwest Vikings. We have not heard the Viking horn. We're waiting on that. And But the Vikings here are black and green and a little bit of yellow. That's the team. Those are the team colors. Unfortunately, frustration setting in as a couple of players are kind of slamming their helmets down, trying to just get some kind of first down or muster up something against Summit. In total dominance, 12, I'm sorry, I said eight minutes, 12 minutes, I do mean uh, stand corrected left of the game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, Northwest homecoming tonight too, so we're definitely playing spoiler tonight and um well i don't think i think you made a point to this i don't I, we didn't summit. see any injuries for summit so yeah. that's a big win as you start region play as we go to page in williamson county next friday night that's a definite win and i will say this and i don't want you or you know people to think i'm, I'm beating a dead horse or or looking for content to talk about here but this is worth mentioning the spring hill game we didn't have a passing game the Columbia Central game, we didn't have a passing game. Uh, and look at that go. Yeah, it's that scissor play, second and eight, and he catapults. He would be number 81, Kuna, uh, for about 15 yards. I was going to say, the Franklin game, some. we didn't have a passing game. Tonight, we don't have a passing game. I mean, that's only one game this year we've played where we've really got to experience our passing game, and it's, it's not that we have a bad passing game. It's just in a lot of these games, you can't really use it because, like, you know, there, there was no need to pass against Columbia Central. There's definitely no need to pass tonight. And that's going to come. you you got to get better at that. We're going to have to throw the ball down the road. So uh, you heard me say it now. That could come back to bite us in the tail down the road. I hope it doesn't, but it could. 10-29 left in the game. 42 to 0. Second down. Uh, we'll take a commercial break. We'll give the uh, studio play a couple commercials. We'll come back, give you the final stats. But literally, this game will be over uh, 
at 8.54. Northwest football. And there's a fumble, I guess, on the play, and I guess it's a turnover for or to the Vikings. Let's hear for your Viking defense. From, I believe Hendricks on the carry, and he fumbled it back to the Vikings. Th- think about this again, and I'll, and I'll put it to bed after this. Because of COVID, there was no seven-on-seven, seven, which is passing. Uh, we've had – this is our fifth game now. Four of the games, we haven't had passing. I mean, these kids really have not, especially the quarterback, have not gotten a passing rhythm this entire football season. Well, the first game. The first game, that's what but, I'm saying. But, yeah, the first game, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, out of five games, out of four of them, th- there's been no passing. So they've, they've really had one week – of passing out of the last, I mean, what, since f- February, January? Wade, on, on Wade's side, he did look good for a quarter and a half throwing against Spring Hill because he did amp up to about 200 yards. I'm just saying they did, but you're right. To carry on past midway through Spring Hill, we haven't seen down, anything Brady. of what we saw the first five quarters, right. six and, quarters. And all I'm saying is, I really hope they are concentrating on that in practice because it's going to play a key factor down the road as we make the state title run. So Wade's arm is phenomenal. I mean, we always say he looks like Cam Newton when he wears number one. I mean, he really does. He, he looks fantastic. A timeout on the field, and we'll take one as well. 8.42 left in the game. 42-0. to zero. Summit leads its all Summit here on the Kentucky line. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football and TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in. 8.42 left in the game. Mike Eppler, Matt Rogers on the call. Moved her way down Interstate 24. Clarksville Northwest. Home of the Vikings. It's a beautiful night. It is. Turned out to be great. Kickoff 70 degrees and only dropped 5 degrees, 65 degrees. You cannot beat it. Uh, homecoming here, it's just a little bit different with COVID, and unfortunately this game has been out of out of reach, really, for the Vikings when they got the football. It's, it, it hasn't been anywhere, anything close, and Coach Coleman ran out the clock in the second quarter and literally hasn't brought many people back in to the game. So another first down, nice run for six yards uh, off the left side. First down, Vikings! <laughs> yeah, it was a good Counter play off the left-hand side, and, and you would think, in, in theory, the Vikings can start to make a little drive here on the uh, second-string summit defense. We'll see what happens. And, um, I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of like for, for morale. If you are if you play for Clarksville Northwest, it's like you got to score here. I failed to mention this, too, and I should. And a, oh, almost a big sack in the, background, uh, in the backfield and not going to get him. Moves his way across the 50 to the 48-yard line. Nice run there just to avoid uh, the pressure. How many players on the roster for Northwest? I think this is this could also give us an idea, too. Number one, I thought about it when you said yeah, the, the first string's in. I just don't know how many bench players they have. This is the lowest amount of people I've seen on the sideline. Yeah. I mean, so, of course, 11 on the field, and you got one, two, three. 10, 20, I mean, maybe 50. 
Really? You think it's that many? No. Oh, there you go. A little completed pass. Completed pass pass down the right side. And then new quarterback's in. Rodarte completes it. And that was the biggest one of the night. Great catch. Down to the 21. Yeah. I I believe that was 88, right? 88 um, or 13. Whoa. That really happened. I hope the viewers didn't hear that. Well, the announcer said something slightly inappropriate. Hopefully that didn't come through. Um, yeah, we'll let it be. <laughs> but uh, I, I just I was counting on the sideline, and I think you're right. I counted just about 46 players for the Vikings. Mm. That's a false start on the left guard, number it is. 74. False start, Vikings. And that'll bring the ball back. So, yeah, on that, on that last tackle, we had um, – sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, you're right, about 44 players. Yeah, 44 players. 44, 45 players. I counted – I mean, I did it really qu- – I did it quickly, but that 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 depth, you, you're you not going to do much with that depth. I know. I feel bad. It's, it's, it's right, let's super it for your Vikings. Let's make some noise, fans. You know, if you're, if you're a Viking. Right. And another bad snap at the shoelace of Rodarte, and he will roll back to the 30, maybe loss of three. You know, you know who I think I, I really do? I, I saw him when I went to one of the first summit practices. We see him out there right now. He's a sophomore, number three, Brady Hendricks. He's a big kid. I mean, he's a good-sized, good-looking kid out there. He's only a sophomore. And he's, I think he, I talked to Coleman about him. I'm like, who's number three, man? He looks really good. And he says, oh, you know, that's Brady Hendricks right there. And he's, he's basically going to be a future star on this defense. Uh, I, I mean, and even they have him moving to outside backer right now. But uh, remember that name, you Spartan fans, in the future, because I, I think that kid's got a good future ahead of him. The pass is complete. Second down and about 19, got 18 yards on that play. Yeah, that was. Uh, they're starting to get a passing game going here. Reading the uh, Summit defense, that's running basically a cover two, and when you run cover two, that just basically means you have two safeties back there, and those corners are playing a little bit tighter on your wide receivers. So what you try to do, you try to get your wide receivers just behind those corners and in front of those safeties. The way you do that is run curl routes. You want to run some All hitches, right, and, and right there, that's about a nine-yard hitch, and uh, it, it worked for him. And this is the best drive, hands down, we've seen for Clarksville Northwest. Third and two, and the lights just went out <laughs> on the practice field. Hopefully they don't go out on Northwest. They needed two, and they went back one. And that's the night when the lights go out in Kentucky. So the, the baseball field is right next to the football field, and the lights just went out. Trivia question, who sang that? Nights when the lights went out in Georgia. I don't know. Is that Reba? It is Reba. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Epley gets Reba for 1,000 points. No reason I was at Northwest. Northwest. <laughs> 3.47 left in the game. It's 42 to zip. Well done. Once again, we'll take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back and give you the All stats. All right, let's help them we'll out, Nobody's so covering the and, slot. Fourth and four. There he is. And the throw. Can he get it? He fell. And he fell, I believe, a half yard short. Oh, man, he was wide open. No one was covering him. Oh, sweet Lord. 
happy with this team. Summit's going to take over, my man. How about that? Second string beckons the call with an impending giving up their shutout, staring at him in the face, and the second string rises to the occasion, shuts down the Vikings, and not only did you ruin their homecoming, but they don't get a dance tomorrow. We'll be back. Uh, 42 zip. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in is a big run by Logan Frazier. Off the right side, he comes up from the 11 to the 29, 16 yards. And we are now exactly at two minutes left in the game, 42 to 0. It's a running clock. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers, we'll take a quick commercial break and come back to you and just wrap, put a bow on this game, get ready for the region uh, as we move two more road games, uh, I guess in a row, for uh, Page, and then we'll head to Franklin County. And then after that, we'll settle back in for a couple of home games to end the year, but they're all region games, so we're going to be wide open when that starts. You know what I'm curious to, to know is if – if this is the third game that Summit has had out of five that they have not thrown a pass in the second half, I'm wondering if Lamb can get us that stat. Because I don't think they threw a pass in the second half of Columbia Central or Spring Hill. Interesting. Though. I don't know. I think Harvey did. You don't think? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm just wondering. Look at that. This Frazier kid's really fast. Oh, yeah. and he's thrown out late and out of like bounds. A horse and it was, and they're going to call it. Yeah. So Frazier's racked up 16 yards, nine, nine and I believe nine. about five yards. And he's he's got a lot of speed. That looks he got a lot of promise. Don't you just aren't you excited for the future when you see him run the ball that you get to say, down goes Frazier. Mm. No, they're not going to know that reference. <laughs> People aren't going to know that reference. Of course they will. We you got think so? I mean, Come if you're on. a sports fan, you got to know that, you know, down goes Frazier. I, I mean, guess they would maybe know who Frazier, but they may not know who knocked Frazier down. Do you know who knocked Frazier down? Trivia question. Come on, man. I mean, you're, you're, Reba, Reba, Reba was tough. Reba was I had tough. To, I had to dig a little deep on that one. I'm surprised because uh, you were listening to some hair band 80s rock on the way over here. Not only hair brands, but, but the new wave. Yeah. Come on, not just the hair bands. I do. I like those. I like that music for sure. That's, That's going to do it here. Forty-two to zero is your final score. Summit victorious. And I'll tell you one thing before we sign off. High school football is back, and TriStar Sports Radio has you covered. Join JP Plain. He's going to come up here with a cast of dozens for TriStar Friday Night Live. Tune in Friday nights following our coverage here on Summit Sports Football from scores all across southern Middle Tennessee and hear those that were at the games. TriStar Friday Night Live covering high school football as it happens and reaction after the lights turn off. We'll come back and wrap this thing up. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. It's time for Spartans Football with Matt Rogers. Here's Mike Epley. It's time to close it down here in Clarksville is what time it is. Clarksville Northwest, uh, long travel uh, for the Summit Spartans, but coming up here victorious. I do want to go over just the scoring as Wade 
ran it in from 52 yards, 7-0. to zero. Pierce comes back on the next drive after a punt, uh, rushes one in from uh, 16 yards, 14-0. to zero. Hunter then on the next possession runs one in from nine yards, 21-0. to zero. There's a return punt touchdown by Switzer, 28-0. to zero. Wirtz interception return, I believe it was 34 yards, 35-0. And then Cotton got one in and probably midway through the second, um, 42-0, to zero, literally running clock ever since the second quarter. Not much from we can or I can take away. I'm going to turn it over to Matt and kind of pull everything together. We might have the stats for you here. Uh, for the game, and then we will. But Matt, your overall take of you know what you thought you saw from Summit at least the first two quarters. I mean, this is a big win for Summit, not just in terms of the score and getting the dub, but everybody stayed safe. I mean, and that's the key in a game like this. You want to get your players playing, but you want to you know and your young guys in. But the biggest thing is let's get out of this one healthy, and they did that tonight. They got. Uh, you know some of their best guys coming back and and tonight the thing that i really liked is destin wade had other options you know you had pierce step up for rush's touchdown you had trey hunter barrel people over for a touchdown zach switzer with a special teams touchdown and then uh ethan uh, uh i'm sorry Can- uh Wirtz for a pick six and then jacqueline cotton cotton ran one in i mean this was great for Summit in terms of everyone contributed. Everyone touched a piece of the ball. They didn't give up any sacks. I don't think we had a tackle for loss, and that's exactly what it should be. I mean, your Coach Coleman, you're feeling good. You're, you know, you got guys coming, getting healthier. Your young guys got in tonight. You had a huge blowout win, and above all else, everybody stayed healthy. So that's my takeaway from this game. And, um, you know, Summit's got to be feeling pretty good about themselves right and now. And they're going to feel pretty good, too, as uh, Keaton Wade is really close to entering back in on the football field as we saw him last year for sure. So we're um, going to sign off here from Clarksville Northwest. Great uh, hospitality here. Great turnout for homecoming. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out for the home team. Summit uh, had a game plan, executed the game plan to uh, to perfection. So stay tuned. Um for tuning in, thanks for uh, tuning in, I guess I would say, for, to Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio Network, where your final score is 42-0. to Tune in next week as the Spartans take on page right here on 101.7 WKOM and TriStar Sports Radio. Coming up next, TriStar Friday Night Live with JP and Coach Mike with the scores from all across southern middle Tennessee. For Matt Rogers and Mike Epley saying good night from Clarksville North West. This has been a presentation of TriStar Sports Radio Network, a Front Porch Radio production. Summit Spartans football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network is brought to you in part by The Garbage Man, Parks Motor Sales, Ten Pin Alley, Sands Fence Company, DB's Pizza, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Game Time, Right Care Clinic, Columbia and Franklin Kubota, Beck Dental Care, Holland's Pharmacy, Quickmark Convenience Stores, Brown's Body Shop, Davis Heating and Cooling, Apex Bank, and by Jimmy Petty and NashvillePlace.com.